Welcome to the first episode of Thoughts and Towards. My name is Miles Page. I will be your host today, and uh, we will be discussing the idea of love. Now, I think love is a uh, touchy subject if you just ask any uh, teenager what their opinion of love is versus what somebody who has been married for 50 years their idea of love, I believe you will get a different answer. I think that just love is a complex thing. And I believe there's a lot of different versions of love, whether it's romantic love or if it's the idea of love in a friendship or even like love with an animal. I mean, I, I really think that there's just, it's a, it's a diverse word. I really don't think that you can really put a certain t- like filter on the word love. I believe it's really relative as well. I think um, the main idea that I wanted to discuss today was, uh, is it better to have loved and lost or to never have loved at all? Which I think that this is a really interesting question. Just randomly found it on the internet. I think that you hear a lot of people like, for example, if they are breaking up with their ex-girlfriend or something like that. And I see this situation with a couple of my friends uh, currently, and I have in the past as well. Me being a teenager in the U.S., I'm sure lots of people kind of have their perception of just like puppy love to where it's two youngsters just kind of trying not to be alone. And uh I think it's an interesting concept that a lot of people will be like, I regret that period of time where we were together to where it is a, uh, something that they can't look back on and remember the fond memories that they could have created with that person. But then at the same time that they could regret, I feel like a lot of people, uh, instead of remembering the highlights, instead of remembering the, uh, like silver lining, so to speak, of the relationship, the happy moments, the thing that overbears or overweighs them is the conflicts that have happened in their lifetimes to where they're just generally unhappy with the ways that things went. But I feel like a lot of people wouldn't have opened themselves up to that relationship if they weren't more prepared for the happy times Because if you go into a relationship thinking that this isn't going to last, that this is just going to just be a quick fling and then it's going to be over, I feel like if you have that expectation of that, that it's just going to be unhappy and you're going to have that constant thought in the back of your head to where like, okay, I'm happy right now, but when is this going to end? When is it going to, when is the happiness going to stop and the pain going to start? I feel like that's a uh, something that a lot of people just they can't keep it out of their head maybe because it's of a past trauma of being cheated on just being let down and then they're mentally preparing themselves and mentally are just not ready for that loss again in a certain respect to the word But I think that is why a lot of people have this anxiety or stigma around dating that it's just going to end up in heartbreak and it's just going to be 
they're just not ready to like let themselves open up again because they're afraid of being hurt. And I think that's, I think that's really unfortunate and that a lot of people have probably missed out on great situations that they could have just, if they were willing to open themselves up, if they were willing to just prepare, well, I wouldn't say necessarily prepare. I would say that they, they're more willing to, open themselves up again to where they're able to love again, or they're able to have any idea of having a romantic interest to where I feel like that's true as far with romantic love. I feel like that's true as far as like family love. And I mean, I think it really comes down to the trust of the situation. If somebody breaks your trust once, then you're probably not going to be as willing to trust that person again. I feel like, once trust is originally broken, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to rebuild that. And I've seen that a lot in my life to where I haven't been alive for that long, but, uh, I feel like that's something that bears pretty true that, uh, people just, and it really doesn't matter on the situation. In my opinion, it's just kind of, it's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles to where like, if, uh, your friend says, oh yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. And then they don't show up for another half hour. If they say that again, you're probably going to be like, well, are they going to be here in five minutes or are they going to like show up in half an hour? It kind of plants a seed of doubt in your mind. And I feel like that can be like fertilized, so to speak, if the trust is broken again. But then at the same time, I mean, I, I think that trust can be rebuilt, but I think that it will always kind of leave that seed of doubt in your mind to where like you're not as ready to trust someone again. Like you might be able to, if we're using the plant analogy here, that you're willing to pull up the, you're willing to pull up the plant whenever it's been broken, but you're not really removing the entire plant and there's still those roots that are left over to where you're, uh, you're just not as open to it. And if that trust is broken again, I, you're going to remember the roots and it's just going to continue building and building to where I feel like that's why a lot of people who are in loving quote unquote, loving relationships to where they have their trust broken, that they're not, they may be willing to forgive the first time, but then if you, you might be able to rebuild the trust. You never know. It really depends on the situation, in my opinion. And uh, like uh, with family, I feel like that's a really big thing to where if you break the trust once, then kind of the whole blood is thicker than water kind of thing to where you're not really as willing to trust again. And then you're you have this roots planted in your head to where you just like, you're not, you're not ready. You're not willing and you're just not prepared for it. And, uh, I think that's honestly a horrible thing that a lot of people could have probably avoided if they just didn't break the trust the first time, which I understand sometimes is kind of hard. It's kind of, sometimes it can be hard not to break that trust, whether it's just like, a simple white lie or if you're like treat cheating on a significant other just you're just not as prepared to trust again
And then I feel like, especially to where if you're in the situation to where you have had your trust broken and then you are willing to trust again, you're like, you feel like you've healed enough to where you can believe in that person's word again. And if they break that trust again, it can be even more wounding than it would have been originally to where like, it's just like a shock to the system. Kind of like if you, uh, let's say you fall and hurt yourself once and you have like a bandaid on it and the original fall is the original break of trust. The bandaid is your healing process. But whenever the trust is broken a second time, it's like the person's just taking the bandaid and wrenching it off as hard as they possibly can. But, and then also I think that uh, it can be, it can be a kind of a build up situation to where you're, uh, where like maybe they don't rip the bandaid all off at once to where they kind of have to take it like a couple steps at a time. But whenever that builds up, it doesn't really matter if they rip the bandaid off slowly or if they do it quickly. And then even I've, I find it really ironic because taking a bandaid off slowly can be even more painful than taking it off quickly. At least whenever it's quickly, it's done whenever you're taking it off so slowly you feel every single every single inch of your skin being pulled i think that if you allow yourself to be broken time and time again then it can it can it can really crush you you can you can feel all of that pain and then just the the pain is fresh again and i really think that's a horrible thing to for someone to experience for them to take the time to go into the healing process ready to uh ready to be healed just happy not necessarily happy it doesn't have to be a happy situation but they're they've started the healing process and then they especially if it's someone that's very very close to you if it's a spouse or if it's your parents or if it's your brother or sister, it doesn't matter if it's somebody who's really close to you and you take the time to start that healing process and it's just broken again. It can, it can really be crushing and it can really cause a lot of trauma to that person. If it's especially, I, I believe that's how a lot of people have trust issues start is whenever, uh, especially at a young age, whenever that trust is just repeatedly broken which i feel like with the uh, whole gen z and millennial kind of thing i feel like a lot of people started their relationships with boys girls whoever a lot earlier in their lives and i believe that's kind of boosted by like social media and it's created like a certain sense of like superficialness even if you're in like eighth grade and you have your like first crush and your first little boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. It might seem silly to think about, but at the time that you're in that moment, it feels very real to you. Even if it is like a whole, oh, can we meet behind the school today to hug or whatever situation? And if you have your trust broken if that person cheats on you to a certain extent whether it's just they're giving another boy a high five or something like that 
I feel like people can start developing trust issues because that even at such a young age, whenever your trust is broken, it might not seem like it in the moment to where you're like, oh, Joseph cheated on me or whatever, but you're probably not going to be as trusting because in the moment, while it might've seemed silly, like looking back on it and hindsight perspective, I think that you can still have the fundamental trauma that can build up to these ideas of not trusting those around you to a certain extent. And I think that's just, I, I think it's awful that a lot of people have a, and I'm not saying that like trauma is like trauma has to be that your, your dad left you whenever you were tiny or something along those lines. I think trauma is trauma because the same way that someone's mom passing away can affect them, can affect somebody the same way with their dog passing away. I think pain is relative and someone who hasn't experienced that much loss in their life or that much trauma in their life are probably going to be affected more by some something what might seem smaller to you, but it might seem like a big deal to them because they have nothing to compare it to. So I think that the same way that pain is relative in that certain sense that trauma can be relative for pretty much anyone, but no matter what your age is to where it can, it can seriously mess you up for the rest of your life. And uh, if you are listening today, which I know probably not that many people are going to hear this, but uh, there is resources for you to get help. If you feel like you have that certain sense of trauma, even if you can't really remember it that great, if it's just hazy, you could be blocking it out what your brain does to try to keep you from reliving the situation. There are sources that you can seek to get help if you need it. There are different therapy methods to where you can go back and relive that trauma to where you can start the healing process. And I, I personally have experienced it. I experienced a lot of childhood trauma whenever I was younger. And uh, thank you to a great therapist who kind of, helped me through what I experienced when I was younger. Uh, if you want to put some research into it, bilateral stimulation was the thing that kind of helped me go back and relive those situations to where I was too young to completely comprehend and understand what was going on. And then that kind of just like that helped me to where I was able to Real, not necessarily. Oh, yeah, I would say relive it actually, because I was. It took me back to whenever I was eight years old, going through loss, going through abuse, going through suffering, and it was able to help me start a healing process, which has made me feel better today. I mean, I'm still absolutely racked with anxiety and depression, and. Uh, it's 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 been a rough ride i mean i'm still young but i believe that i've experienced some things that not anyone ever has ever experienced and uh that brings me back to the whole pain is relative thing i don't think that you can 
diminish anyone else's pain, diminish anybody else's trauma. And I think that if you do that, you're a scumbag because you don't know how it was for that person in the moment because you didn't live through that experience. You didn't have that person's past to where you were in the situation that they were in. You didn't know the feelings that they experienced. And uh, that's why if I hear somebody struggling, I always ask them to reach out, kind of just see what's going on. I mean, and it can be really helpful to people just to have somebody to start the process of reaching out to others. Because once I, once you get over that initial boundary slash wall that you have of not wanting to seek help, whether you think that you're a burden or just whether it's something that doesn't really play on your mind, I feel like you would be more inclined if that situation went well of sharing to someone confidentially, whether it's somebody you trust, whether it's a trusted adult, one of your really good friends, whether it's somebody that you don't really know that lives in a completely different state that you don't really have to trust because they don't know you. They don't know anyone that knows you. So there's nobody that they can really tell. There's There are different situations to where they're, you're able to go and seek the help whether you need like whether you know that you need it or whether you just you just want somebody to talk to about your past because talking about your past can sometimes dredge up those memories and then you don't even realize that it was a traumatic experience until you go back and relive that situation and then you're like wow maybe this is the root of my trust issues maybe this is the the root of the anxiety that I have when I am talking to people of a different gender or whatever. Like, I, I feel like if people were more open with this, this, like, I don't understand why there's this stigma, especially with men. I feel like there really is like a, uh, a powerful stigma that is like embedded into every single male to where they just, they aren't willing to open up. They aren't willing to show any sign of weakness because I think almost every male has that like alpha leadership mentality. If you show weakness, then you're going to be perceived as weak. But I think honestly, if you bottle that up, you're just handicapping yourself in a lot of situations. And that if you were more willing to reach out to other people that you would be happier with yourself, with your relationships, with others. And it's, I think it's honestly a beautiful thing whenever you can see somebody who was struggling and reached out, received the help that they needed, even if that help is just talking to somebody and getting it out in the air, taking the burden off your shoulders, just getting that help and bettering themselves or putting themselves into a better situation. I feel like that would be, I, I mean, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen to myself because, I mean, I still consider myself to be in a relatively dark place as far as just general happiness and whatnot. But I can see myself in a better place than I was a year ago. And even two years ago, three years ago, I can see like a general improvement to where I'm just... I wouldn't really say that I've like achieved happiness or I've achieved enlightenment as far as just 
being able to see past all my problems. But I mean, it's just something that I feel like a lot of people don't really think that like, oh, this would be such a, a great thing to get off my shoulders or whatever. I think that a lot of people would just be, they would be a lot happier or not even happier, but maybe they just wouldn't be as sad or as anxious if they just kind of got it out in the open, got it out in the air. And uh, yeah, that's about all I have. Throat's starting to get a little raspy, but uh, I am happy that I am starting to have this outlet of whether I have five listeners or if I have 500 listeners, it doesn't really matter to me. If I know that somebody listened and reached out to somebody and got the help that they needed, that would be all the satisfaction that I would want. And even then I feel like that this is a good outlet for me to express some of the ideas that I have. So I feel like this is healthy for myself and, uh, yeah. I hope all of you have an amazing rest of your day or amazing rest of your week, amazing rest of your life. That's uh, that's all for me. Signing off, Miles Page. You guys have a great day.